friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 395 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Monday, mini style. In today's episode, I'm talking about scarcity. I received a text from one of my Insta homies, and she received some terrible advice that just reeked of scarcity. She knew it, I knew it, and she was like, this would probably be a good podcast topic, and I was like, you know what, I think you're right. People know how I feel about this, but... I don't think I've specifically articulated it. So I'm going to use this episode to do that. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Right off the bat, how dope was Rachel's episode? It was so good. So, so good. I realized that it's been one week, and there was another shorty in between, but I'm still getting feedback on that episode. Folks are still sharing it, and shit was awesome. And actually, now that I'm saying this, it's kind of meta for what I want to talk about in today's episode. So today's episode is inspired by one of my Insta homies. She's a mafioso. She's just, she's a total rock star. Total, total rock star. And she had texted me. Yeah, some people actually do text me. And I text back, folks. It's going to be green because it's a sideline. But I do text back. 310-737-2345. She texted me and threw out there an idea for a podcast episode. Uh, I'm just going to read part of the text. Uh, And it says, but I've been told that I need to be careful inside of business because sharing about other fitness coaches' businesses or having another fitness coach on my podcast could potentially cause me to lose my own clients or steer people to that coach rather than my own business. Now, she already knows like that it's bullshit. And most of you listening to this know it's bullshit. But... Let's take an episode and talk about this bullshit, shall we? So the reason I say that this is meta that I started with Rachel's episode and and giving it props is because Rachel largely does what I do. She helps people do the thing. Her people, for the most part, are kind of in the you know circus, the circ performance art world, but still, it's the same thing. We have to solve the same problems. So brought her on and. You know, bitch just rocked the the house, man. She brought the house down. It was so good. And I'm so grateful for that episode. And we know the whole abundance thing, right? Abundance, abundance. The opposite of that is scarcity. When people are saying these things, they're talking and speaking from a position, a place of scarcity. And we kind of throw these words out there. And that's fine. But I'm going to get my, my two pennies, throw my two pennies into the old hat, into the old ring, wherever the two pennies go. So I don't know if there's enough to go around equally. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think so. 
is there enough to go around? People can get theirs? Yes. But am I going to say that everyone could have a zillion? Can everyone have a zillion followers? Like, I don't think so because there's just not that many people, right? So I'm not here to be like, of course, just there's enough to go around and everyone can have everything and everyone and all the things. I don't know. I don't know. But I truly, truly believe that there is always room at the top of the mountain. I do. And perhaps some people listening to this are going to take issue with it and be like, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say, but perhaps some people take an issue with it. But you all know so much that, you know, so many of the lessons that I live, they come from sport. And this is something that I'm definitely drawing from sport, which is a zero-sum game, right? Somebody wins on the scoreboard and somebody loses. But there's obviously a ton of other things that that, that other transactions, if you will, energy transactions and things like that that are going on. But from a scoreboard perspective, somebody wins and somebody loses. So that aside, right, if we're going to say that like, that's why I'm like, I don't know if there's enough for everyone to go around. Like if you're taking that zero-sum approach, no, there isn't. But the bigger lesson that I really want to take away from sport is that you become the best and you become identified as the best by beating the best, right? You don't become the best by being like, okay, well, he can't play and she can't play. And like, there's some, I don't know, they can't play either. And I, I'm not even going to like go over there because they're just too good. But I'm going to say I'm the best. No, you become the best by beating the best. Now, obviously there's generational things and it's like current players can't play past players and people that are all up in fucking sports be like, well, if they played against them and who would be the greatest and all this other shit. I, I, I don't have time for that. So I'm not here to say the, the greatest of all time, the best of all time, but the best of your time, you become that by beating the best, by engaging with, interacting with, competing against other people. It really just irks me. It makes me feel weird, like just like ugh, weird in my body when I see people that like strategically and specifically avoid that but then like to say how good they are. So it's fine. To me, it's fine if you want to avoid that. You're like, I don't want to fucking lose. I don't want to go inside. That is totally fine. You don't see me over here signing up for A rated tournaments. I'm not trying to like get my ass kicked just yet. But I'm also not walking around being like, I am the best. I am the greatest. So all of this to say that I believe when people lead with this whole, you know, what that, that person had said to my friend, I believe that that comes from a place of insecurity. Now, we can say scarcity, but I'm going to say it's a place of, of insecurity, which is maybe a scarcity of security. I don't know. But specifically to me, all of that is coming from a place of insecurity, which means the solution is inside of you. It's not anywhere else. You got to turn inside, go look in the mirror and say, what's this about? And do I want to face this? Flip side of that, if you're receiving information or you're receiving not information, you're receiving advice from someone who's saying that, they're not going to change their tune because that's their shit and they're projecting it onto you, right? It's their insecurities and they're saying, I can only win if not everyone is playing. If everyone's playing, I know that there are people who are better than me and they are going to win. That's what they're saying. And then they're projecting that onto you and saying, hey, if everybody plays, you may not win. That's not how I coach. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to help you rather, become the best. That's it. 
become the absolute best at whatever it is that you do. And this is ties into the whole more you shtick that I have, because this is where we can start, you know, niching down, niching down and just separating, right? You're the best at doing this thing in this way. Now, when I say that, I don't know if there's enough to go around. Perhaps I mean that I don't know if there's just enough of a market for everything to have the same market share, right? I don't know if there's enough consumer interest for everything to have equal interest. Does that make sense? Like, I, I'm, I'm over here saying, does that make sense? Like, you're going to answer me. But when I think about certain things and we, we niche, niche down and we are leaning into what makes us us, there are certain things that are going to be, you know, more universally appealing, whether or not that's because of, you know, societal programming and all sorts of bullshit. Yes, there's a discussion to be had there. But suffice to say, what I'm, what I'm going after here is that there will in inevitably be more people drawn to a certain thing than there are drawn to another thing. And that's just distributions of things. So perhaps there, there's enough to go around, but it's not going to be equally distributed because that's just how humans work. Uh, but what I'm getting after is being the best at what you do and showing up the way that you do. I mean, maybe you show up with a lot of energy and you're super positive and that's just you. You're going to attract people that want that. And the people that are like, dude, it's 8.30. You're too much for me. Cool. You're going to be too much for them. And they're going to go somewhere else. And that's okay. That's 100% okay. You actually want that. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm going to keep preaching anyway. We actually want that because that person's not the best fit for you, which means that you're not going to get the best results, which means that that doesn't make you the best, right? You're not going to be able to give them the best results. They're not going to feel great about the interaction. They're not going to go and tell other people about it. Other people aren't going to just look at them and be like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Like, things look great, which is why you want the folks that are the best match. And we attract those we know by leaning into whatever it is that makes us the best. And what makes us the best is more of us, not less of other people. Right? What makes us the best is more of us, not less of other people. So when I sat down to you know, kind of outline this episode, some episodes, just for those wondering, some episodes I outline more than others. Well, some of them I'm just like, let's go. And I'm just like, doing the most talking uh, and others I have to kind of sit and, and really kind of think about a little bit and the last part of this episode which is I'm going di to dive into now is something I had to kind of sit with whenever I'm and this is something I picked up you know I think in like third grade but when we learned about writing and when you refute your own argument like you present the argument supporting then you refute it then like, you refute those things and then you do a conclusion and that's how I still write. That's how I think. And when I do these podcast episodes and when I do posts, I'm always thinking about what's the counter argument? What is, where are the holes in this? Let me poke the holes in this thing myself first. And then do I have a rebuttal for this? Like, did I just actually, you know, refute my, my own argument and, and maybe need to take a step back and be like, well, wait a minute. So the opposition here, the way that I'm going to refute this would be I personally haven't brought like an Instagram, specifically Instagram coach onto the podcast. Now, this is largely because I think most of them are bullshit. <laughs> it's not that there's a concern that, uh, that all of my clients are going to go everywhere and they're going to leave me because honestly, I don't even love 
touting myself as an Instagram coach. That's the vehicle I use, right? It's been different vehicles over the years to help people do the thing. Now it's currently Instagram and that's fine. But I bring my friends onto the podcast and I bring people who have similar values as me onto the podcast. So you know I'm a physical, maybe you don't know, but I'm a physical therapist by trade. And I brought plenty of physical therapists on who have the same values. And there was never a concern of, oh, like people are going to go and see them. I was actually like, please go see them instead because I don't want to treat anymore. <laughs> but my whole stick is I want people to have the best resources. So the, the closest thing I could liken to this is, is starting to work with Jill. Right? When I was first kind of coming onto the business scene, I was looking, kind of not even looking, but doing things kind of similar to Jill in terms of having a business coaching. And there could definitely be this like, oh, are people going to leave to go to her? And so I get this. I get that concern of like, oh, but maybe they're going to leave. Cool. You know, go look at Rachel. Go listen to Rachel's episode. And let's listen right here. And let's lean into what these feelings are. Like, why do we feel like that? Because we think we're not good enough at that thing? Okay. Well, maybe you're not. But you're never going to know what you need to get better at until you lean into that, or if you even want to get better at those things. So one of the best things that ever happened was Jill asked me to do boss up with her. And that was the beginning of our business relationship and me really getting to see and identify the, the things that we do differently and then realizing how freaking awesome that is because she does all the things that I don't like doing and she's great at it. She loves it. And I'm like, I don't do that shit. I'm gonna stay over here, do this. And there's like, you know, great uh, synergy there. But the lesson being, yeah, if you are feeling these things, right? So we know if someone's saying it to you, it's their own shit projecting. If you're feeling these things, all right, let's lean in. Let's identify these things. Is it because you feel inadequate? Because you're like, I am not good enough. Or that, that was like weird emphasis there. I am not good enough. I'm not good enough. And someone is better than me at these things. Okay. Then what do you got to do to get better? Lean into that. There's always room at the top of the mountain. Always room. Because nobody wants to climb that shit. I don't really want to climb that shit. I don't want to climb the actual mountain. I'll climb other mountains. I don't, I'm not trying to like go climb a mountain. Like, let's be honest. You all know me, right? I'm not trying to do that. But you know what I'm saying with this metaphor. There's always room at the top of the mountain. People that are willing to go the extra mile, do the extra thing that, that other people aren't. Actually, I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but I have recently really leaned into using Adobe Premiere to edit my videos. And I went with Adobe Premiere because I have some friends that use it. One of them is Meredith Root. I brought her uh, and Alex onto the podcast numerous times. And... So I was like, you know what? I'm kind of bored with what I'm doing and I've been thinking about doing more stuff on the computer. I actually film some of my like talking videos on the computer anyway, but then I would export them to my phone. I'd edit them on my phone, send it back to the computer, do the subtitle, send it back to the phone. It was a long process. So I was like, you know, if I could just do it all on the computer, that'd actually be much faster. So one night I actually sat down, I did the little free trial, I watched all the tutorials and now I'm loving it. I'm just as fast as I was doing things before. But the reason I bring this up is because Mer I texted Meredith, Meredith and I was like, dude, I am loving Adobe. I'm freaking loving Adobe Premiere. And she was like, right, it's so great. And she was like, you got to take advantage of your willingness. There's so few people out there that are going to be willing to do this. And if you are willing to do things, lean into it, take advantage of it. Right? And I was like, heck yeah, because I know there are so few people that will actually sit and learn it 
and do it and go through the growing pains of that thing. And that's gonna inherently going to give me a leg up. It's just what it is, what it is, right? Willingness, I, I should say, let me back it up a step. So many times success comes down to a willingness to do what other people are unwilling to do. That's it. The CrossFit games are going on right now. And like, yes, there is an era of, uh, when it comes to sport, I think this is highlighted, where we have, are you willing to do what other people are not willing to do? And then obviously we have that layered on top of capacity and just, you know, inherent gifts and people's abilities and their anthropometrics and things like that. But for the most part, for so many levels, the majority of the population, it says, are you willing to do the things that other people are not willing to do? And this person that gave my friend that shitty advice is not willing to do those things. And they would rather just look to exclude other people and just be like, oh, I'm going to pretend they don't exist so that I don't have to better myself. It is a very insecure piece of advice. It's a very lazy piece of advice. We can do better. We have the opportunities to, be to do better. That's awesome. Lean into it. So backing it up however many steps, if you are feeling this and you're like, yeah, I don't want to invite certain people on. And again, let's really dissect this because some of it's like, I don't have the same values. Like I haven't brought an Instagram coach on because I think most of them are terrible because they're actually like really focused on growing on Instagram and not growing as a person. And I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about that thing, right? This is a vehicle. But I'm happy to bring on, and I have brought on and brought into the mafia people that do business coaching and subsequently within that teach Instagram and teach their version of Instagram. That's awesome, totally. And of course there is an alignment of values with that. So if you are feeling this like, oh, I don't want to expose my people to other people or I'm nervous about them being exposed to other people, I think maybe that's the bigger thing. Because like, you don't need to like go out of your way to bring the, the competition, quote unquote competition, to the forefront. That, that, that doesn't really make any sense. But if you're like, I am scared of them knowing that other people exist, okay, then let's take a step back and say, why is that? Is there an insecurity? I don't think I'm good enough at this thing. All right. Now, if we want to go through the imposter syndrome steps that Rachel outlined, those three steps, phenomenal. I really, really encourage you, if you haven't listened to Rachel Strickland's episode, please go listen to it. Courtney, thank you. It's linked in the show notes. You can just give it a little tappy tap. I think it's one of the best episodes that I've ever recorded. Like I just had a blast with her. She's she's an incredible, incredible human. So if you're like, hey, I don't know if I'm good enough. On the one hand, let's lean into this concept of imposter syndrome, kind of dissect it. And on the other side, maybe you're not. I don't know. And this kind of is one of Rachel's steps, which is go seek out failure. Because what she noted was that along the way, you, or at least the person that she was going to, people she's taken it through, oftentimes you start experiencing success. Success is. If along the way you don't experience successes, maybe it's that you need to work on some stuff. And that's okay. Let's look at it as the opportunity to work on some stuff and get better. So there you have it. My two pennies, the whole abundance conversation. For me, it's really yeah, tied into sport, 100%. And you don't become the best by excluding people. Right? This is a game of inclusion. Right? You become the best by beating the best. You become the best by competing with the best. You become the best by working with the best. So if you're having some of those feelings, it's valid. 
I hear you. Let's lean in. Let's figure out what is going on there. Oftentimes there's a lot of feelings of insecurity. All right, cool. Let's go after that. Let's figure out what exactly is underlying all of that. And if we have the opportunity to work on some stuff, let's lean the fuck in. All right. I do believe that's all I got for you. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.